Welcome to the podcast of Leeds First Methodist Church. We are so glad you decided to tune in with us today. The following sermon was preached by Pastor Chris, and it is the final sermon in our church's A Season Set Apart series. If you would like to watch the entire worship service, you can do so by visiting our website at leadsfirst.org, and at the top of the page, go to Worship and click Online Worship. Good morning. My name is Chris Stallings. It's my privilege, honor, to be a pastor and be pastor here at Leeds First Methodist Church. We've been in a series for the month of December entitled A Season Set Apart. In different aspects of our life, in different seasons, we have expectations that are team might win it all at the beginning of a new sports season, that we might have the best Christmas ever in the presence of others and then the presence we get from others. Well, oftentimes those seasons will leave us or fall short. The season of Advent has great expectations. The season of Christmas has even greater rewards. And so we've looked at how to have a season set apart. During this month, we've been guided by this verse from the prophet Isaiah in chapter 64, verse 1. It reads, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. How the mountains would quake in your presence. Today in our finality of the series, a season of destiny. A season of destiny. We've got about, what, about 16, 18 hours left in this year? That means tomorrow you better have your resolutions set. Anybody set their resolutions for next year? Anybody not set their resolutions for... All right, leave them up if you're not going to set any resolutions. No, just giving up on it. You know what? Just give... I understand that. You see, last year I made a solid resolution. I was going to track what I ate and reduce my weight. I had a vision to lose a certain set amount to get to a set weight. And when I hit that set weight, I was going to resume my physical fitness of running. Because if you run with extra weight on, it starts hurting. And so I was going to get down to a good weight and begin running. I had to go and I had a plan. I downloaded the app on my phone. It would track what I eat, give me recommendations to get to the target weight. Things were going Phenomenal. By spring break, I'd lost 15 pounds. My daughter started going on college visit. We took the first one. It was to New York City. And it's true what they say, New York style pizza is really good. (laughs) Whew. And I ate several slices or pizzas there. Got a little bit off track, but I came back, ending of spring, and kind of got steadied again and lost another five pounds. I'm like, whew, do this thing. And then we went on summer vacation to Texas. And it's true what they say, everything's bigger in Texas, including the burgers and the fries and the milkshakes. I gained back the five pounds I'd lost in that 
last month. And after we came back, I was like, whoo, get this thing in kind of steady state through the summer. And then fall came, went on some more college visit, and then this thing called college football. You got to eat buffalo wings in football season. Then we had that Halloween giveaway where we had all that candy just sitting around. And then Thanksgiving. And then Christmas. I just want to say thank you for all you that gave candy and cookies and meats and cheeses. They were delicious. I think I'm going to end this year giving up about 75% of the progress I'd made. Just because I resolved to do something didn't mean it just happened. Right? That's true in our lives in many ways. I looked up a survey. Forbes asked, what were the resolutions Americans intended to make in 2024? So they did a survey. Thought y'all would be interested to know in case you need ideas. Number one. Survey, 48% of people said they want to do this as a resolution. Improved fitness. Number two, at 38%, people said they were going to improve their finances. Number three, improved mental health. Number four, lose weight. Number five, improved nutrition or diet. It went down the list in the very bottom, if this tells us anything. You know what the lowest... Responded one was, it was at 3% of the people said they were going to make this resolution to do a better job at work. <laughs> right? We like, forget work. I already take too much of me. We make a resolution of fill in the blank, but that alone doesn't make it so. Like a resolution, a destiny or our destiny in life, in faith, is one that it takes more than just saying, you know what, I hope that happens. We want to achieve something, we got to have a plan or know what it takes. That's true in our life and it's true in our faith. Well, let's look now at the Bible, what it teaches about having a season or being part of God's season of destiny. If you got your Bible... I want you to open it or turn it on to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. If you downloaded the worship guide, it should have that text in there. We're going to look at the New Living Translation in just a few moments. Luke chapter 2. If you were at our Candlelight Christmas Eve service last Sunday, we read the beginning of Luke chapter 2, which is the Christmas story or the story of Jesus' birth. What a beautiful story. We pick up that Luke chapter 2 in the scene that follows. The parents of Jesus took him to the temple after eight days and they were going to follow up for, for health reasons, for ceremonial reasons. Kind of like if you had a newborn baby, you go back to the doctor, take the baby to the pediatrician for the first time. But they also had the, the religious aspects of that as a, uh, a birth. They had a purification offering. And then as the firstborn son in his family, Jesus would have been dedicated to the Lord in that ceremony at the temple. And so this family were at the temple. And we pick up the story there in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. 
where it should also be on the screen. Luke 2.25 reads, At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly awaiting the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would, be, he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. And he took the child in his arms and he praised God saying, verse 29, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Verse 33, Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul. This is the word of God for the people of God and we say, thanks be to God. Well, verse 34 gives us insight into the meaning of this. That phrase, the child is destined, gives that Meaning, or helps us have a clue, that term is translated here, destined. In some of your other English Bibles, it may be translated appointed, and it's from the Greek New Testament term, kime. And that means, according to the low and needy lexicon, to exist with the implication of having been established for purpose. To exist or to set up for. Simeon knew the Old Testament prophecies of Christ, of the Messiah, of God's anointed or chosen one. In fact, Bible scholars interpret the Old Testament have close to 200, at least 200 prophecies that point to and are fulfilled in Jesus. And some say they deduce that there were close to 400 prophecies in Old Testament that point to and are fulfilled in Jesus. At least 39 times in the Old Testament Hebrew text, the term for Messiah is used pointing to God's promise. And Simeon was a part of that. And in this scene, he's an extension of God's truth expressed in a further prophecy. He knew the scriptures. And in that moment, God empowered him to confirm those in the person Jesus. Yes, even baby Jesus. But what is the destiny or the appointment of Jesus? That many may fall and others may rise. To fall implicates those that had power but were misusing it would be, lose their importance. They would face destruction. We see that in the religious leaders, the Pharisees who were like, nah, Jesus, you know, later in his ministry, even challenging him, even plotting to have him killed and eventually crucifying him. And to rise, bring those that were at a much lower status up to a much higher status because of their place in God's kingdom come through Jesus. 
You hear this fulfilled in the teaching and the ministry of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. It starts with the Beatitudes where blessed are the poor, right? And Jesus goes on, blessed are those who suffer, blessed, right? And so Jesus is about rising up those who were low and bringing down those that thought they were high. Well, let's look at this destiny or see how you can experience or be a part of a season of destiny. The purpose of this, like Simeon, is to be connected with God's destiny or purpose for you. If you've got your worship bulletin, I invite you to take it out or open up that link now. We're going to go through these. You can take notes, reference these scriptures as you apply them to your life. Number one, destiny in contact with God. Destiny in contact with God. Luke 2 25 reads, at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout. It was eagerly awaiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. You see, Simeon had a close relationship with God. And God's Spirit was upon him. The Greek word there is epi, or upon him. And it means a position of a surface that's in contact with another's object's surface. Like, touch it. Some of you have family you like to stay in contact with at Christmas holidays. Some of them you don't like to stay in contact with. No, you don't raise your hand for that. But there's ways, different ways we can stay in contact. And the amount of contact reflects kind of that closeness of relationship. One of the ways you can stay in contact with people is anybody send Christmas cards? You got any card? It's a, not as common anymore. It's a blessed way, to, a pretty easy way, right? Sign Merry Christmas and send it, right? But if all you get from somebody is a Christmas card, never hear from them, never see them, you still got a relationship, but it's not much of a relationship, right? You might send a hundred Christmas cards to people. Those aren't your tight people. If it's your tight people, around the holidays, you probably pick up the phone. Do y'all know this symbol for phone? The phones don't look like that anymore, but it's a symbol for phone. Or you do a FaceTime with them. Right? Even though they're far away, it's like, I want to still talk to you. I want to intervert, uh, converse with you, have interaction with you. So a relationship's not just like, hey, I'm thinking of you, but like you share that experience, that time together. You might have a call with some folks. It's like, hey, we've been talking for three hours. Did you? And so there's some closeness there. But if it's somebody that you really want to stay or be in close relationship with, it's someone you want to go and visit in person. And whenever you go to visit them, there's some people who are like, hey, good to see you, you know. But there's some folks that you just love. And whenever you see those people, the best way to share that love is to go and have an encounter, an embrace, a ain't no love like mama's love hug when you run in the door. Anybody get those? That's the best kind of contact, Right? You get a Christmas card, you get a hug for mama kind of thing. And the latter is the one that is the most or the closest. And that's that term upon. Deep connection. 
contact with. So you mean had that with God through God's Holy Spirit. And you're invited to have that kind of relationship with God where you're in contact with him. Not at arm's length. God, just stay away until I need you. Not just, hey, I sent you a Christmas card. Remember I came to church last Christmas. Well, not just the occasional pick up the phone, but close contact where in your life every day there's a relationship with God. It's like that hug from mama to where you're saying, come on in and be a part of it. This Christmas, this 2024, I invite you to get close to God and he will get close to you. Destiny in contact with God. Number two, destiny as told by God's Spirit. As told by God's Spirit. Verse 26 reads, And had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That term revealed indicates a truth spoken by God to Simeon. It's an actual two terms in the Greek. The first one is a really long one I can't even say, but it, it's the divine revelation of God. And the second one is hypo. We're talking about the, the urgency or the power with which the message is delivered. So it's not just like a, a whisper. or hard to understand. It's a proclamation that's revealed from God with the power and effect of God. It's the truth that God told to Simeon and with the force and power and effect of God. The destiny God has for you is right before you. The question for you is whether or not you're going to hear it with that authority. Right? Are you going to put everything else on your list of New Year's resolution except for get and stay close to God, right? You put God, well, God, I might put you at number 10. Like, if I get around to it, you might put down, you know, this year, down around 100, I might put, you know, go to church every week. If I feel like it or want to or, you know, whatever. But God's saying, I proclaimed the destiny for you loud and clear and you know that's before you. The question is whether or not you'll hear it with the authority of God or just treat it like it's another wives tale. What will your destiny look like this Christmas, this coming year, 2024 if you truly made God number one priority in your life and receive this truth for your life as your destiny as your number one. Jesus above it all. Forsaking all others, receiving and living into the bold truth of God. The destiny is told by God's Spirit. Number three, destiny of salvation offered to all. Salvation for all. Verse 30 and 31 reads, I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. See, a lot of times on Christmas, we have to wrestle with, if we want God, it's kind of like our genie. The God is all powerful and all truth. It is a, a question humanity has wrestled with. You want a God that is one who listens. You want a God who is one who speaks. You want a God, the God who does both. 
the author, Daniel Nairi. He was an Iranian. It's a child who his family converted to Christianity and to avoid being executed for their faith, they left Iran and immigrated to America. And he wrote a book about that life, being a Christian as a foreigner in America. Everything sad is untrue. In it, he reflects, a God who listens is love. A God who speaks is law. At their worst, the people who only want a God who listens are self-centered. They just want to have and live in a land of do as you please. And the ones who only want a God who speaks are cruel. They just want the laws and justice to crush everything. Love is empty without justice. And justice is cruel without love. And see, that's the beauty of the salvation offered through Jesus. For those who repent of their sin, who believe in the resurrection of Jesus and make him Lord of all your life, they are saved. And the spoken truth of God of holiness and the God who hears and says we can't do it ourselves saves or offers salvation through those who understand they cannot save themselves. To them, to us. God says these words in Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to fully understand, then you will be made complete in all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power, work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. Christian, Christ follower, that is your destiny. We embrace it. We do more than just say, I just hope that that's my resolution. Or will you truly be a part of God's transformation, receiving his grace of sanctification this year? I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And may you experience the fullness of the destiny of God's salvation in all of your life. May it be so because of Jesus. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We would love for you to visit us in person at 8.45 a.m. for modern worship or at 11 a.m. for traditional worship. If you would like to plan a visit, simply text the word CONNECT to the number 205-772-4906 and you'll be sent a link to get you started. Thanks again and God bless.